Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. We hope this message empowers you to love life, love Jesus, love people, and dream more. You can connect with us at citylifelansing.com. You belong here. Well, let's take a little drive together. You know, the destination where I'm going, there's many different ways and roads I could take to get there. And sometimes people will say, well, all paths lead to the same God, doesn't matter which God. Well, Jesus says that he's the only way. So he's the only path to God. But I believe, similar to him being the only destination, I think there's many different ways or roads that we can take of how we connect with people to help navigate and get really close with different nuances. So in other words, the message of who Jesus is, is timeless, perfect, that never changes, but the methods should. And the methods are different for different settings, in different moments, in different times, and that is the dichotomy. And as we are positioned in our country right here, right now, I can't think of a better time than to look past country and to look to kingdom, to look past president and look to king, Jesus. You know, there's an individual in the Old Testament, his name is Joseph. And Joseph's story is fascinating. He as a young boy, had these dreams and he told his brothers about these dreams and his brothers got jealous. And sometimes when the story of Joseph's told, it's like, well, Joseph was boastful in his storytelling and he was a bit arrogant, but Joseph, of all the people in all the scripture, he might be the closest type to Jesus. He lived amazing. And so he tells this dream, whether he did it arrogant or not, His brothers get so jealous to the point they beat him, leave him to die, and then some people come and they decide to sell their brother and then tell their dad that their brother had died. So in other words, they sold Joseph into slavery. He became property of somebody else. And as then Joseph goes on, he is successful. He moves up through the ranks because he has God with him. And he's a good looking dude. So Potiphar's wife sees Joseph. She wants to sleep with Joseph. Joseph being so focused, sold out. He's alone with her. He won't sleep with her. He runs, but she holds on to his garment. She frames him and he gets thrown into prison for a crime he didn't commit. Why that speaks to me right now, because maybe you've heard the verse before, what the enemy meant for evil, God turns for good. And I've quoted that many times. But the context for that is at the end of Joseph's story, he tells his brothers after he gets out of prison, serving the time for a crime he didn't commit, he gets out and he finally moves back all the way up to the ranks 
He's protecting people from a famine and here he has all the resources so people are coming to him because they can't eat and guess who comes before him decade plus later, all the pain, prison, you name it, it's his brothers. And then they're face to face with Joseph. Oh my goodness, he's gonna kill us. And then they lie right after their dad had died. They make up a lie again. They're like, uh, our dad told us for you to uh, basically kind of move on. And he's like, hey, 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 look, look, look. You meant evil against me, but God meant good. And what's so amazing about that is people have meant evil against us. But I believe with the backdrop of Joseph's life, sold into slavery, the backdrop in our nation, the compounding systemic gap, issues, racism, injustice that's here. And we look at our country and people will be like, oh, well, it's just a, it's a Christian country. And, 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 and look, just because something is principal in nature, the human story is we don't look at humans for our prototype. We look higher. We look at God. We look to Jesus for our prototype. And principles shouldn't come without accountability. Just like, hey, if it was me and, uh, and I'm, hey, preacher, but if I'm not living it, you shouldn't follow that. Follow me as I follow Christ. So principles without accountability leads us to the wrong destination. So we want the accountability that reflects the kingdom of heaven. And so that's the lens we look through and we think through. And I just believe this, that Joseph's life can inspire us as we kick off this series this month, Freedom. Because Joseph's first two kids, their names are Manasseh and Ephraim. And Manasseh's meaning is this, forget my pain in my father's house. And the second kid, Ephraim, means fruitful in the land of my affliction. You know what's crazy about this? The truth. People, when they tell Joseph live and Joseph got out and he made it through all the tops of the rank and God used him and he could interpret dreams. But what's the powerful story is the name of his first kid, Manasseh. Forget my pain. And what does that teach us? teaches us that he had a lot of pain. And maybe you've had people telling you, you know, just move on from your pain. Just move on. It doesn't, just move on, move on. And I want to tell you this morning or tonight or wherever, whenever you're watching this, I want to tell you, God doesn't move on. He moves in. And when he moves in, he sets up shop. And he provides a way where there was no way. forget my pain in my father's house. And he doesn't just offer that now reset. He gave him a second kid. Fruitful in the land of my affliction. I believe today God is going to enter our pain throughout this month to help move the narrative story that we can move to a place of fruitfulness, but not having to move on so quick, but rather letting God move in for real freedom. That's the story of why Jesus came, Isaiah 61, to bring justice. He hates robbery. He hates when people are getting 
ahead on others and there's no reset, there would be jubilee, freedom for people. And that's the, Isaiah 61's the scroll. It's he reads in the synagogue that Jesus was gonna help the oppressed, bring freedom to the captives, liberty, because he's for the one. And if we zoom out and we see the many different methods of how we can talk about Jesus, I think we'll see he's the greatest example of freedom that's ever existed. And his power and his peace is here today to enter our pain, to hear our cries, because freedom can't just be a word we say. It means that there was a payment. It's not free. So there's a cost. And that cost was met with the cross. For freedom, Christ has set us free. My joy is not found in earthly things, but in the one who made me. I'm a living testament of your dream team. I've been created completely unique with unceasing passion for the truth. I am filled with peace and study as a strong tower. I am being equipped by God because I'm called, not because I'm qualified. Victory is in my name and I speak life with laughter. I am saved by grace. I have everything I need. My heart is safe. The love I need is mine. I have the love of God and that sets me free. I am the one. Yes, I find my identity in you. For freedom. For freedom. For freedom. Christ. Christ. Christ has set us free. 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 It's Noah. We believe that you are loved, belong, and have purpose from God. First up, I want to fill you in on a resource that was created to help us receive all Christ already achieved with our freedom guide. This content is a simple reminder to rest, to remember, and receive with the long game in mind. To get that resource for free, you can fill out a connect card on our website or in the comment slash description section, however you're viewing today. Secondly, we believe life is better together. We have a beautiful gift of each other. Join the team here. You can text City Life to 94000 to do that. Now, before we move on for a powerful service, I wanna lead us into a time of giving. Thank you for your generosity. Together, we are loving the city one life at a time. In Mark 12, 42 through 44, Jesus gives us an example for giving. One poor widow came up and put in two small coins, a measly two coins. Jesus called his disciples over and said, the truth is that this poor widow gave more to the collection than all the others put together. All the others gave what they'll never miss. She gave extravagantly what she couldn't afford she gave her all. Recently, your giving has been empowering us 
to create eight new songs that will drop this whole month. A soundtrack for our life from heaven. Sing to the Lord a new song. Let's go. It's not about the amount you give, but the heart behind it. In faith, an act of trust and worship to put God first over money. Let's take a moment and ask God what we are going to give and how he's asking us to be a part of what he's doing here at City Life. We have a few different ways to give. First way, citylifelancing.com. Second way, download the Church Center app. The third way, text to give. You can text any amount to 84321. Fourth way, you can mail a check. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for all that you're doing here at City Life. Thank you for going past our expectations of what we can even see that's imaginable. You do way more than we could ever imagine. God, I pray that you use every dollar to keep impacting lives through City Life. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Galatians 5.1, for freedom, Christ has set us free. Rewinding a couple chapters, we see that there's no more Jew, no more Greek, that male, female, we are one in Jesus Christ. So our social status, our ethnicity, our gender is still different, but yet now we are united as equal in Christ. Chapter four, as heirs of the promise, children of God. How in the world did that happen? Because Christ set us free. But friend, we know freedom is not free. It comes at a high price. Sometimes we move on so quick and we're talking about freedom or the victory But what are we free from? When Jesus stepped in the scene, there was known as the dark period where God had not spoke for 400 years, hadn't sent a prophet. People are wondering, does God even care? Does he see us down here in these cells, literally and figuratively? We can't get out. Is he going to come and save And when Jesus stepped in the scene, people thought that he was going to rule and reign and bring power in a kingdom that was going to be dominant on earth. But yet he took the posture lowly of the way that had to happen on how to buy our freedom with his very life. And he rode into his death on a donkey. That's the type of Lord to die. But people missed it because they were looking for the prize. And too often, we're looking for the shiny things. We're looking for the instant relief. And we move on so quick. But God wants to meet us in the space, I believe. The cries of our life. So the cost can be met with the cross. Freedom. Real freedom. Real freedom. And in order to have freedom, there has to be response to what we want to be free from. Our cries. This was real popular back in the day in high school. There's these crybabies. And they're kind of intense. You were hardcore if you took one. 
because they're super sour. Not as sour as I remember. I've upgraded. There's levels. Extreme sour. Oh, oh that's pretty getting pretty. But extreme sour warheads or more. But yeah, it's a fair amount of sour. Mm. Yeah. And those crybabies are pretty sour. Does God care about our cries? Or does he just say, hey, you're a crybaby? In the Psalms, there is many songs, many verses that allow us the ability to lament, to come to God with our cries so loud. God, do you even hear me? God, do you even care? Have you felt those moments when you're all by yourself? All, everyone you know has let you down. And you wonder, God, have you let me down too? To lament is when a situation or a sin has happened and it's past our ability to understand. It's so uncontrollably that we're overwhelmed with grief, sorrow, sorrow, disappointment, and we just come to God uncontrollably. God, I can't figure this out. And we're weeping. When you get that phone call that somebody died and you don't understand, God, why the pain? You see the shame and the sin in your own life and you're like, God, why? I can't get out of this. Do you hear my cries? That's exactly where Jesus moves in. It's to our cries. Jesus cried before he went to the cross. He's in the garden the night before he's going to be crucified, weeping, crying out to the Father if there's any other way. He understands what it's like to cry, to lament. God, why? We don't have to move on yet. You're not a crybaby. Come on, just move on. Why are you crying? Even that old school mindset rises up to me and I say it to our kids sometimes. Come on, be a man, don't cry. I'm like, wait, real men cry. And having a daughter being blessed with the beautiful privilege to father her, it's different. Now, I'm not saying all women fit the stereotype of crying or big emotions, but I will tell you this story about our daughter. And I've noticed that when she is overwhelmed by her emotions, there's not any logic. I can tell her, read this, go here, do these steps. But if I just get close and hold her, those cries turn into close hugs, and then we're able to move on. But I have to move in. There's this moment where one time she was like, Dad, I said, why are you crying? She goes, Dad, I got big emotions. I was like, 
You have big emotions? You know, she's like five years old. So Crystal and I still talk about that to this day. And it's helped me understand her more and also understand God more. We don't have to understand the depths of each other's pain. But the point we need to understand is that God cares about the cries of everyone. Therefore, we enter and we pain together and we can lament together. Situationally, for individuals, or even nationally and globally, that we would lament. And then secondly, when sin, we would lament and grieve over our sin and the sin of others. God, weep. We're going to go to a song, just like the Psalms. And I want to read us a couple Psalms. Psalm 13. One. How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? Psalm 69, three. I am weary from my crying. My throat is parched. My eyes fail looking for my God. David there is saying he's tired from crying. So much so that his throat is parched. His eyes fail and he's looking for God. And that's a person who's described as someone after God's own heart. Friend, it's okay to cry. Big cries. You're not a crybaby. We don't have to move on. Let's move into this space and lament together. Oftentimes we find ourselves in a high place where we're feeling awesome and, and life is just good. And the minute we find ourselves in the low places where it can feel like the darkest hour, we run. Well, this song is going to help us stay in that place. God hears our cries. He wants to join us and meet us in that place. So would you join me in lamenting before God and allow him to hear your cries? God, we come before you, Lord, knowing that you are a God of the mountain, God, and, and you're a God of the valley. Lord, you hear us as we lament, God. Your freedom comes all, all the more when we cry out to you, Father. So hear our cries, Lord. We want them to reach your ears, God. We know you're here with us as we cry, God. And I just pray that, that as we just sing together, as we worship, that our cries would just continue to reach your heart so that we can be free. In Jesus' name, amen.
parts from crying My eyes are dim, I'm weary Here I am waiting, waiting for my So grateful that Christy and Marissa led us in that song. We've had that song for seven years. And to see it come to pass now, when we recorded it and Christy sang in the studio, we all just wept. It was so beautiful. God brings freedom as he moves in to our cries. And now, we think of, okay, he hears my cries. How does he respond to, to purchase freedom for us? Well, we must address that there's a cost. There's a price for freedom. There's a price for freedom on this earth as people have fought for freedom in many different ways for their countries, for their rights and to see a worldview lived out and manifested. And as Christ came, the freedom that he's looking to purchase, the cost he's looking to pay is Romans chapter six, verse 23, for the wages of sin is death. Like how much money does it cost to cheat and beat death? Like how much? Let me see the price tag. 
What's the price tag? How much you gonna pay? You ever saw something that you were like, I cannot believe that costs that much money. I'm straight. How much does it cost for me and you to buy our freedom and beat death? Some of us, we discount and say, well, God can't be real. I'm, I, I, I'm just, I don't, it doesn't matter. I'm going to live as if he's not real because he's not answering all of my prayers of how I see fit today. Well, God's ways are higher and he's outside time and space. A day is like a thousand to the Lord. We use, sometimes scientists estimate anywhere from 10 to 12% of our brain. And we want to conceive the uh, functionality of God of the universe. And that's not to belittle or minimize the opportunity that we have to question and, and examine and study. No, absolutely. But the study of all creation points to a design that has order, that has sync, rhythm. There's structure, there's beauty, and it looks as if everywhere there is fingerprints of an architect, that there is divine orchestration. So why is there evil pain, sickness, disease, hurt, global war. What, what is happening? The effects of sin has come in to the sphere that we're in and we're born into that. It's our heritage, so to speak. One we didn't want, it's the family, it's the national and international allegiance that every single person has. It's the great equalizer. It is the stabilizer uh, the great that, that each one of us are there and there's nothing we can do to beat it. Nothing. I don't know if you heard this stat about Americans, but 10 out of 10 Americans will eventually die. 10 out of 10. It's just a matter of time. And I know we want to extend that. We want the elixirs. Think of all the movies. Go find the magic potion. And if we get the magic potion, you get to live forever. But no person can cheat death but the one who did. And how did he do it? with his own blood. Because the wage is priceless. No one, no, none of us, we can't, we can't pay it. We can't pay it. I saw on IG, which is acronym, or we're just short letters for Instagram. So when I was on the gram is another way, popped on the gram real quick. And I saw Gavi had a post. He's got this beautiful song talking about how Jesus paid it all. There's this really neat graphic. I'll pull that up. This neat graphic shows what is the receipt? Anger, shame, bitterness, hate, murder. All of it. It's hard because we rank sin, don't we? And consequences of sin is differently here, for sure. But the cost of all sin, every single one of it, we're all born into sin. And the wage of that, the payment, what we'll eventually collect is death. And you know what's fascinating about the two kingdoms? There's a kingdom of light in heaven and the kingdom of darkness. Is The kingdom of darkness doesn't fight fair by any stretch of the imagination. Very enticing. The enemy lures us in and it's hard and preys off our weakness. Kind of like when you check out at the aisle. I don't know if you've noticed this or not, but it preys off our weakness. If you go to a party store and right there is everything that I may 
struggle with. And when I'm having a down day, it's right here, right now. And it might be as little as a pack of M&Ms or it might be as crazy as I'm leaving with a bunch of tequila. I'm not sure the extremes and there's different consequences and different results, but ultimately it's preying off our weakness. And that's exactly what the enemy does. He preys off our weakness. He lures us in and he entices us in. But when he comes to collect, he don't fight fair. He don't tell you how the end game is. Jesus tells us what the end game is. The end game is we're going to face God face to face. And we can have Jesus in that moment and be completely washed by the blood of Jesus. Because it's a wage that me and you, we can't pay. We can't. But God loved us so much that he sent his only begotten son, his own son's blood, the cost, the blood of Christ, to drink the cup of wrath, nothing but the blood of Jesus.
nothing but the blood of Jesus. Not sure about you, but just when we sing that, my soul comes alive. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. The purity of heaven that takes the filthy guilt that we all carry apart from a Savior. And that's what makes it so beautiful, the cross. The cross is God's exclamation point that it is paid for. It's the tip. It's the beyond cherry on the top. That Christus victor. Think about it. If you and me walked around with a necklace with an electric chair on it, people would think we're pretty strange. We'd be like, what What are you doing? You're walking around with an electric chair around your neck. Why, fam? It's kind of grotesque. But yet, why do we walk around with a cross on our neck all the time? How is a, a, a means to death of punishment, how is that a symbol of hope? Because in that cross is the life of Jesus who hung on that cross to purchase our freedom. Because see, in Romans chapter 6, 23, for the wages of sin is death, but, 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 it's good when the Bible says, but, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now, I said last week, your boy turned 40. Your boy, meaning me, talking about myself in third person. And when I turned 40, people got me some gifts. I'm not always the best at receiving. It's easier to give. Now, some are great at receiving and they aren't great at giving. But just like giving might be easier for me, receiving is a practice in a discipline of heaven as well. To just receive. I didn't buy the gifts. I'm not even sure I did anything to deserve the gifts. But yet people gave me gifts. You and me, friend, we did absolutely nothing to, des to deserve the gift of Jesus Christ. But yet God decided to give it because he's rich in mercy but a gift can't be taken, it can't be bought, it has to be received. Freedom, July 2020. Jesus achieved, therefore we can receive freedom. For freedom, Christ has set us free. That we would also be people that carry freedom out as well. Not just for our own selves to indulge in and have independence for ourselves, but that we would be connected deeply to God, dependent on God, that we would want every single person to have that beautiful new discovery that they can be exactly how God created them to be. They can be free children of heaven. And therefore now as people who have this free message, we want to see all of that play out in every sphere of our life as we are looking and to heaven as our prototype, that's the lens we're looking through and for. That's what Jesus did when he shows up on the scene. He's the fulfillment of Isaiah 61. He's coming to the game 
to bring freedom spiritually, but also to remind us that he wants freedom practically for people. He hates injustice. He hates robbery. He hates when people take advantage of other people. He hates when all people aren't having a way. Now, so instantly we dismiss that and say, okay, are we just moving to some uh, place where there's no rules, everything's rebelling? Absolutely not. We're moving now to a place of how the kingdom moves and talks. Why do you think God's love flowed to the most unlikely people in places? It flowed to the most unlikely people in places because he heard the cries. He knew the cost that he could only pay. And the exclamation point was the cross. To drink that cup, the judgment that you and me, we can't pay for. But he did. For freedom. Christ set us free. Freedom. Real freedom. I remember thinking about Jesus on the cross and uh, bawling my eyes out hearing the good news that I could have new life, that I could turn, that he was hearing my cries, that one day he'll wipe away every one of my tears. And um, I just remember thinking, I'm so guilty. You wouldn't want me. And it felt as if I was ashamed because I knew in, the, in, the, in, in, in a supernatural way that someone else didn't kill Jesus, I did, my sin. And he hung on the cross for me. Sometimes people dismiss that as, hey, you were just looking for something to make you feel like you had substance in life, something to live for. I would push back and say, I believe I met the maker of the universe. I walked in a drug addict. I left with new perspective, new life. And now it's following him. It's been the best adventure of my life. And, but here's the fact. It's not my life. It's when I lose my life, I find his life. When I give up my rights and what I think I deserve and I grab all of Christ, I find more freedom than I've ever found. And I find a deeper love for people. And that's what he did for me and he did for you. So throughout the course of this month, today is a day where we put up the flag that God heard, hears and, and, and heard our cries. And he met it with the cost that could only be paid by the blood of himself. And the cross is the answer to that freedom. And as next week, as we unlock more of the identity that's in you, that's in me, that God put unique specific purposes in me and you that nobody else has. You're one of one. You're limited, rare edition. And God knows exactly how he can unlock that in you. And the devil wants to put shame all the time, but God wants glory for his story. And he wants to unlock that. So there's no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. So next week will all be about freedom for me. The identity statements that you're seeing throughout these videos, freedom for me. And then it'll be freedom for we, that this team at City Life, we will reflect all God has. And then the last week in July, the, the kingdom of God on the move, the temple, baby. You better, if you don't know, you better ask somebody. This is how it's going down. Because we're looking past country. We're looking to kingdom. We're looking past president. We're looking to king. Freedom. For freedom, Christ set us free.
Now, it'd be quite shallow of me if we got out of this place and I didn't at least offer you the opportunity to experience the best freedom that's ever taken place. I also want to pray for those that are crying at a level that is profound and you don't have the words or the answers and you get that phone call and you just are grieving, weeping, and you're wondering all of that. God wants to meet you there. And for some of us wondering, man, I could never pay that cost. Well, good news. God is here to pay it today. Receipt paid in full. When Jesus, he shows up with two of his best friends, these sisters are weeping because their brother Lazarus is dead. And, and it says, one of the, sh the shortest verse in the Bible, it says, Jesus wept. Why did he weep? Because he cared. And he saw the effects and the oppression of how sin has crept in. And he saw his people and shackled down. And he said, no, not, a, not no more. And he wept and he entered in with compassion. We got to weep. And then he shows his power as a signpost of what would come. He would raise from the dead. And he raises Lazarus from the dead as a miracle pointing to ultimately himself of what he did on the cross. Why are we still talking about him? Jesus is the most hated, debated, and celebrated individual of all time. Now, I know we've seen some people that make it think like, I don't know if that's the, look, look past person, look to Jesus. I think what we'll find is, he is the answer we've all been looking for. So friend, let me pray for you. If you have cries today, I'm gonna pray for you. And if you want Jesus today, it's super simple. Believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. And that day when I did that, I didn't think he'd take me. I was like, God, I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not only did he take me, but he showed me that he always wanted to, me to just be me. The world always wanted to conform me. You have to act a certain way. Here's the structure. When you're outside the box, people look at you a little froggy. But maybe the box is whack. That's okay too. Let's have the conversations. There's not one way, two ways. Maybe there's three, maybe there's 40. But I know there's one way to how we connect with God. Jesus said he's the way. And that freedom's here for us today. God, I pray for your people, the cries of your people right now. The death, the anger, the sickness, the sorrow, the hate, the confusion. We pray that all of your best will come into that situation, but not as people that we think we just got to move on to be fruitful, but that you move into the pain and you cry with those who cry. Jesus, you wept and you weep today with us. That might be freedom for somebody hearing that. I didn't even know the Lord would stay and weep with me. You don't have to move on. You're not a crybaby. Come on, you don't have to move on. You're not a crybaby. You don't have to suck it up. You don't have to get over it. Jesus wants to stay with us right here, right now. Holding. And the question is, how long, Lord, will you hide your face? 
It's like he's sitting right next to us and he's still letting us lament and question. And then he's there to hold us. The Holy Spirit's doing a work in a lot of people right now, a lot of us, that we know it's, there's freedom to cry. And for those that are watching and, and God, I, I, want, I want this new life. I, I'm sorry. I pray for those that they would just put their faith in you. Jesus saves. It's not just letters or a, a poster, but it's a person to be experienced for each one of us. For freedom, Christ set us free. And I pray that right now, as people are believing and confessing that that new life is taking place, that they're believing, God, that you lived the perfect life, you died the death that you shouldn't have, you did it for us, and then you rose from the dead because the wage of sin is paid for, death no more the eternal freedom. And then we walk out that for all people that the kingdom would be manifested in the day to day of our lives. And I thank you right now for that freedom that you're offering for people. There's no more condemnation. God's hitting the reset button on sin. Right now, God's hitting the, the new life. God is, there's angels in heaven rejoicing as we put our faith in Jesus. We're trying to figure it all out, but the supernatural thing's happening. And when you just say yes, heaven comes with a huge party. Like, God, I don't even know. And then, Wow! Party time for one soul that comes back home. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Since the beginning of time, I mean, think about it. The fall happens, and all of a sudden we have a fight, a fight for freedom. And since that fight, you look at generation after generation, and it's the, the fight's continued. You look at the children of Israel. They're in Egypt. They're in slavery. They're in bondage. And then all of a sudden, God steps in, and they obtain freedom. Even look at America and how we became the country that we are. But we want to look past that. We want to look past the oppression, the slavery, all the things that have happened in world's history. And we want to look to one name, and that name is Jesus. His name is holy. His name is worthy. He's worth our praise. So let's sing. Yo 
boys are beautiful. What else, y'all? Grace so powerful. Greatest I've ever known is possible that the praise could be so loud because the pain was that deep and when the pain is met with supernatural freedom then the praise becomes so loud you can't contain it and when Jesus stepped into our pain there was no more shame no more condemnation he's perfect he's holy he's worth it and that's why we sing freedom comes from him holy Shout out to Jerome for that message. Cries, cost, cross. Ultimately, shout out for Jesus for doing something in our heart today. Yo, listen, join the team here at City Life. You can fill out a connect card or text City Life to 94000. We are sending out a freedom guide this month to everybody that's on the team. 
It's filled with resources on how to rest and receive in this season. Also, join us next week as we continue in our Freedom Series. 10 a.m., 11.30, 1, and 6. All races, all faces, all ages, you belong here. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the City Life Lansing podcast. Loving you and loving the city one life at a time. For more information, messages, and to partner financially, go to citylifelansing.com. You belong here.